And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's the Bud Abbott and Lou Costello show from 1946, but first, it's TV Jeopardy. Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular TV shows. I'll try to name the show while you play along at home. Is that how it goes, Lisa? That's pretty much how it goes, but this is a special edition. This is Television Game Shows Part 2. Mm. Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you did pretty well on Part 1. Let's yeah, go with well, Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, you're a game show fan, aren't you? I Yeah. I yeah. watch game shows every once in a while. I think Jeopardy is my favorite. Jeopardy is a good. Are you watching the Jeopardy Masters? No, I haven't had a oh, chance to I'm watch that. I'm watching it religiously. I've yeah, learned a few things. <laughs> really? Are you Protestant or are you Catholic religiously or um, what are you? All of the above. Yeah. Yeah, whatever comes my way. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm ready. All right, here is the first game show. And finally, a compartmented game table with eight captain's chairs, a total of 29 impressive pieces of casual oak furniture. Price authority. Uh. Williams Furniture Company, Sumter, South Carolina. Well, you four just had a quick tour of the house. Get back there comfortable while I remind you that the minimums are $100. Mrs. Feinstein, we will begin with you. 29 pieces, none of the decoration, just the furniture itself. I don't. I'm going to guess. I don't know. Um, like come on. I'll start with 200, Bill. Thank you, Mr. Scott. Four hundred. I have no idea. Carl, remember you can't you can't say a price that's above. It has to be that price. The only the only show I can think of that, and I was thinking about the whole time, is The Price Is Right. That is absolutely correct. Come on, that's right. That is right. Why is it such an old clip? Well, because it's from Bill Cullen. Oh, it's like a... It's the original Price is Right from are the 19... Are these 19- all going to be older ones or what? Um, I mean, that's are... the only thing I can think of because they were showing furniture and you got to guess... Well, above. it could have been anything. I just wanted to give okay. you the idea that they were showing... It could have been a car or a dining room set or a pool okay. table, whatever it was. That's a, you, that was an old clip. That yeah. was a cri- clip from Bill Cullen. All right. Uh, he was on from 56 to 65. Yeah. So one All of right. those years it was. All right. So I'm, I'm up one. Do you know any of the other hosts from Price is Right? Um, well, Bob Barker. Yep. Bob Barker was after Bill Cullen. That's it. And then Drew Carey. Oh, yeah. His present. Okay. Okay. Here's the next clip. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Oh, my. <laughs> We have a lot of good stuff today. I'd like to present a young harmonica player from Atlanta, Georgia, 
who was voted by his graduating class as the person most likely oh, to yeah. suck himself through his I know instrument. What this is. Let's hear it. I know for what this John Rockamore. I got it. I got it. I'm almost positive. I'd be willing to like bet a digit. A digit. That's yeah. it. I was hoping for a pizza. No, I, I would say that that is the gong show. That is the gong show. And that host was? I can't Do remember. Do you remember him? No. Chuck. Barris. Oh, Chuck Barris. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So he was on from 1976 to 1980, then it was on again in 2017. Yeah. And all of the clips, he's laughing yeah, he's and goofing off. And so I wanted up. to give you a piece of what he actually did. And, and then there was the like intro. one guy that would dance all the time. He was the dancing yes. machine or something. Yes. And remember I could, him? Yes. I Well, I watched some clips and that didn't help you at all because obviously yeah, that was it's... very visual. <laughs> so all you hear is laughing. Exactly. So, that was right. All yes, right. these are all old game shows. Here's the next show. All right. When Harvey brought Gene Rayburn to the Thanksgiving dinner, the host said, Harvey. Changing. Who's changing? Okay. Okay, roll them. The host said, <laughs> uh, the host said, Harvey, I told you to bring the cranberry sauce, not the blank. Turkey. <laughs> I can see the guy. I can see the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to play. I don't blame you, sweetheart. I really should withdraw. I really should. Um, I, I liked his answer. So you liked his answer? Yeah, is I, this... I just um, really in terms of chopped liver. The chopped this, liver. Is this password? No, it's not. It's not password? No. Uh, then it's, it's not Hollywood Square. No, this is Match Game. Oh, I never watched it. Oh, well, that's why. Oh, I... So the... the <sighs> match oh, Game. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, the original host was Gene Rayburn. Yeah. And then there were some other hosts. And Alec Baldwin is the current host of Match Game. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't watch it, but wow. I did used to watch it back in the day. wonder who shoots that. Oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, no. Too soon? No, not too soon. Just bad all around. Okay. <laughs> Just bad all over the place. I got two right and one wrong. That's true. Right. You're good at math, so that's good. Here's the next clip. One of these stars is sitting in the secret square, and the contestant who picks secret it first square. went on a vacation for two in Sorry. London, England. Secret square. Is that the name star of a show? Oh, he just said secret Jonathan square. Winner, <laughs> Ava Gabor. George Goble. Oh, yeah. Damond Wilson. I know this. Okay. Are you gonna, I know what this is. That's Hollywood Squares. That is Hollywood Squares. Started in 1966. Yeah. And it was on most years until 2004. That was Peter Marshall that we yep. heard, and then Tom yep. Bergeron was after him. Yep. yep. Wow. Okay, one more to go. All Here's right. your final uh, game show. Okay. Double number one. Her father listened to a football game on a transistor radio right up to the start of their wedding. Married just seven weeks, Bob and Nancy Cross. Couple number two. The first steak she cooked for her husband was turned down by Listen him that music. and their daughter. Is that music awesome or what? Months, Bob and Carol we have to get this Couple theme music for one, one, of our, one of our games. I know it. That's, that's the newlywed that game. That is the newlywed game. And what an iconic game that was. Yeah, that was that music. That music Do you know who great. that host was? Um, I can't remember. That's either. Bob Eubanks. Oh, yeah, Bob Eubanks. He started in 1966. And um, it was on most years until 1999. It was Carney Wilson at the end. But, yeah. Well, great job. You did very, very well. Not bad. I missed the one. Match game or whatever. Match game. Another trip down memory lane. I never watched that show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, excuses, excuses. All right. Well, thanks, Lisa (laughs) When we come back, Bud Abbott, Lou Costello in their radio show, The Abbott and Costello Show. So stick around.
More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Everybody, and I mean everybody, loves Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. They started a 30-year partnership in 1929. I think it was the year you were born, right, Lisa? Yes, that is true. 1929. And, of course, Abbott was the straight man. Costello was kind of the bumbling, wisecracking kind of man-child, you know. And they um, they had this uh, really great um, patter between the two of them, and they had all of these word game type comedy. It was just it was just terrific. Of course, the Who's on First was their most famous sketch, and it really kind of skyrocketed them to stardom. They also made very successful movies for Universal Pictures, and some say that they actually saved Universal Pictures from bankruptcy. Like their, um, you know, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein mm-hmm. movies and things were so popular. They were like big, big, big box office. We have a radio program, and they were on the radio a long time. They have a uh, radio program episode for you, October 3rd, 1946. Costello and uh, Bud Abbott are in this uh, starring, of course. And Costello goes to sleep and dreams about the past on this program. Let's tune it in. Part one now of the Abbott and Costello show. The Camel Show, starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. My own bosom friend. Hi, Abbott. Well, aren't you going to say hello? Abbott, don't you remember me? Lou Costello, the Walter Pigeon of Redondo Beach. (laughs) Gee, it's good to be back together again. If you only knew how I missed you, Abbott, how I've starved for the sight of you. Turn around. Let my eyes feast upon you. Gee, the food's bad all over, ain't it? Oh, Abbott, if you only knew how miserable I was all summer. I was sick. I had athlete's throat. I swallowed my swimming trunks. Oh, with the belt in the back, too. Hey, some nights, Abbott, I was very lonely. The nurse had to put me to bed. Then she'd get lonely. (laughs) Abbott, I really did dope from the bottom of my heart. All summer, I missed you. Please, please say hello. Mr. Costello. Mr. Costello? He thinks I'm my father. <laughs> Abbott, don't you know me? Costello, I don't want any part of you. And me with so much to spare. Costello, <laughs> I hate to say this, but you are a constant source of embarrassment. You're crude. You're vulgar. You pride yourself on being a bad boy. You're completely devoid of manners. You're a bore. You're a disgrace to humanity. In short, you're a hopeless misfit. I agree with everything you said, but I don't think it's short. <laughs> I'm, I'm not concerned with what you think. This is not a sudden decision. I spent my entire summer contemplating. You did? Yes. I spent mine in Pomona. <laughs> I met a swell blonde. Uh, forget the blonde. Forget I'd, rather, the... I'd rather forget Pomona. No, Costello, I'm through making apologies for you. Why, the way you behaved at Mrs. Thompson's dinner party. Mm. The idea of putting your elbows in the soup. 
Well, you told me to keep them off the table. <laughs> and after dinner, that hide-and-seek game you played. For the past four months, I've been getting letters. Costello, where did you put Mrs. Thompson? <laughs> you think I'm going to tell and lose the game? <laughs> Besides, I didn't like those society people. That scavenger hunt. They brought me back four times before I could prove I wasn't a Quonset hut. You don't belong with society people. Of all things, talking about having your tonsils removed at the dinner table. I didn't bring up the subject of operations. I didn't. Mrs. Thompson did. She did? Yes, she told me she had her alimony cut off. I... <laughs> with. Alimony is money. That's the trouble with you, Costello. You're ignorant and uncouth. I'm what? You're uncouth. How do I get couth? You, <laughs> you can't get couth. There's no such word. You mean I'm trying to be something that if there was such a thing, I couldn't be because there was no such thing as? Now you've got it. Now I got it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, Costello, I'll show you what I mean. You're standing on the corner of Sunset and Vine. You're undressed. Undressed? Yes. You have no coat, no pants, no shirt. What happened? Did South America take it away? I... Oh, I'm just giving you an example. You're standing on the corner of Sunset and Vine, undressed. You're uncouth. So I put on my pants and I'm couth. There, there's, there's no such word. Okay, I'll put the pants again. Hey, look. Let's try another example. Now you're well-dressed. My horse came in? Yes. No, 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 no. You're the picture of elegance. Your clothes are pressed. Mm -hmm. Your shoes are shined. And your hair is combed. In short, you are immaculate. You just said in shorts I'm uncouth. No, no, no. Costello, <laughs> will you please drop the shorts? Not in October. Hey, look. It's cold. Look, 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 look. I just told you, you were well-dressed. Immaculate. Now you take your clothes off. What are you? Immaculate. And listen, there is no such word. Uh, cool. Uh, no, no such, such word. word. No, no, no. <laughs> let's try it. Now, please, don't mock. Now, let's try it once more. Go ahead. Now, you're fully dressed. You're attired. Gotcha. Now, your clothes are off. What are you? No such word. Uh, yes, there is. What is it? Retired? No. Retread? No. Unacouth? Immaculate? No, 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 no. No, no? No, no. You're a fine pal. Here, you got me standing out on the street in my shorts. Hand me my bathrobe, Abbott, quick. Why? Here come a couple of girls I know. Yeah, there you go. Always are those silly jokes. Oh, I wish my hands of the whole thing. Goodbye. Please, Abbott, don't wash your hands. I'll behave. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, over there, over there is Skinny Ennis. Skinny? Now, I sure like the way the skin is arranged. That's it. Uh, <laughs> you're looking at Marilyn Maxwell. I still like the way the skin is arranged. <laughs> Listen to me, Costello. That's Skinny Ennis over there. He's the band leader. What happened to Vaughn Monroe? You know, the band leader that was on the air all summer for camels? Well, the camel people are giving him a show of his own. And we have to settle for Ennis? Now, listen. Don't put it that way. Mr. Ennis happens to be a gentleman of the old South and a fine musician. Well, what does he play? The claghorn? I, I, uh... <laughs> That's a joke, Abbott! Quiet, quiet. Keep the joke to yourself. With that remark, my friend, you don't meet him. Oh, please, Abbott. I promise I won't embarrass you anymore. You promise me? I promise. Oh, all right. But remember, one crack out of you and it's all over. Okay. Oh, uh, Mr. Ennis. Yes, Mr. Abbott? I want you to meet a very dear friend of mine, uh, Lou Costello. Costello, this is Skinny Ennis. 
<laughs> Can't believe it. What? I knew there was a meat shortage, but I didn't think it was this bad. Costello! <laughs> oh, I forgot. Mr. Ennis, what I meant to say was, you don't look like you got much meat. And brother, you look like you got all of it. <laughs> oh, comedian, huh? You think you're funny? Yes, I've become a comedian. When I first started telling jokes, people had faith in me. Then along came hope. <laughs> Well, you've had faith and hope. Take it easy, brother. Next year, it might be charity. That does it. That's all. Skinny Annis and the orchestra. The song, Five Minutes More. Give me five minutes more. Only five minutes more. Let me stay. Let me stay. In your arms Here am I Begging for Only five minutes more Only five minutes more Of your charm All week long I dreamed about Our Saturday day Don't you know That Sunday morning You can sleep late Give me five minutes more only five minutes more Let me stay, let me stay In your Until the milkman's in view Give me five minutes more Only five minutes more Let me stay, let me stay In your arms Are they clapping for you or are they clapping for me? Or are they clapping for Evan Costello? I'm pretty sure they're clapping for Hollywood 360. Oh, the whole okay. Team here. Yeah, it was a lot of clapping. And you forgot there. about Mike. He's clapping. Well, for, Mike is. They're clapping for all. Are you of kidding? Us. Without Mike, it'd be like radio silence. I'm clapping over here. for Mike. Mike Bubblebath Costello, our executive producer. I'm he here. He doesn't get enough credit. You know that, Lisa. He doesn't. He just doesn't get enough. Well, credit. what are you going to do about that, Carl? It's like remember, um, <laughs> remember um, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. I get no, no respect. respect at all. Yeah. Mike's in there. Although he's we working, do, he's we do respect him. Just to we, we do. He's sitting in there. He's sweating. The listeners do, too. Yeah. Well, but I'm want... clean. That's, That's true. That's true. And you this smell nice, Mike. Very clean. He's very, very <laughs> clean. And uh, and thanks to Mike, these shows all sound great because he's the one who makes them sound amazing. And uh, we appreciate Mike Bubblebath Costello. We certainly do, Ollie. We Thank certainly you. do, Ollie. And respect him. Yes. We'll respect you. <laughs> hey, um, if you want to get a podcast of this show sent to you each and every Monday. So we do the full five-hour show on the weekend. And then Monday, it's already ready to be sent out. That show is sent out 
to all of the people that subscribe to our podcast. And then we add a little bonus hour on there of Radio Rarities, a show that Lisa and I co-host, Mike produces, Carl Shadow writes. It's all um, really rare radio programs, uh, kind of exclusive shows that we talk about. We add that to the podcast, and it's sent via email in a link that never expires. Every Monday you'll get the podcast. To learn more about it, go to our website, hollywood360radio.com, hollywood360radio.com. Or you can talk to a live operator. You can call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And if you call tonight, if you call tonight, Lisa and I are going to be the live operators. We're going to we're going to pick we're up the phone. We're going to put on some hats tonight and we're going to be live operators as well as We're going to talk to our listeners and sign them up for the podcast. So if you call that number 815-900-7535, we either Lisa or I will sign you up for the podcast. And um, and the radio rarities and, it's, and that alone, honestly, is way worth the signing up. Yeah, if we don't answer, we'll call you back. Leave a phone number because we may be on another call, taking a call from a fellow listener. So stick around. More of Abbott and Costello coming your way. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co Host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, before we get back to the Bud Abbott and Lou Costello show, what's on the menu, Lisa, for me's meals? Well, where do I begin, Carl? Yeah. Unfortunately, my, my phone is spinning. It's but spinning? I can tell you what we so ordered. So is my... So is, so my, is your brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can tell you what we've ordered. Yeah. We've got... You ordered a steak bibimbap. Steak bibimbap. Yes, which is a classic Korean dish. Oh, yeah. Steak with some vegetables and spinach. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, good. my phone is spinning <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> and Mike got, uh, what did Mike get? Oh, there, I've got it. Mike ordered, um, uh, oh, he got chicken kebabs with squash and some other vegetables and like hunks of juicy chicken. Yeah. Here it is. Sorry, it's called deconstructed Grilled chicken kebabs. And you're getting the wor- summer wor- squash Waldorf? and seared in the what? <laughs> the Waldorf. <laughs> Waldorf. Um, seared bell peppers. I got the wall, 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 Waldorf salad. <laughs> Waldorf. That's hard to say. You know that wall- Waldorf. Dorf. Waldorf salad. Yeah. With some. Uh, it's probably got walnuts in it. Right? It's got walnuts and apples and carrots and chicken. vegetables and chicken on top. Yeah, if you raisins. So choose. Raisins. Yeah. So it's um you know it's a combination. 
of good, delicious, and healthy food all mixed into one. Yeah, and there's a bunch more things, too. There's lemon tilapia. Yeah. There's Waldorf salad. There's an Indian grain bowl. I know I like to say it. Uh, we have a vegetable primavera rotini. Man. There's a grilled cheeseburger. They have these incredible. Here's the deal. Mies Meals has these incredible chefs. They've got it all figured out. Yes. It's all fresh. It gets sent to you. You just pick what you want. It gets sent to you. And then it takes about 20 minutes to cook it and prepare it for your family. And you get all of the ingredients. It's all washed and sliced and diced and ready to go. Well, everything you need is in that package. It's incredible. We have been getting it for years now. Yes. And I, I'm not even kidding, Lisa. I have never had something that I didn't love that I've gotten from Mies Meals. They just really know what they're doing. And you can ship it to you almost anywhere in the United States. And I know you love it. And I you do. Seem like you know a why? Gourmet cook every week. Th- that's exactly why. Because I'm not a great cook, and I don't even know what to buy to be creative or interesting with meals. So I generally just make the same old. Well, thing. you're good on the radio. You can't be that's good at true. everything. You know? But this way, I kind of feel like I have a new talent, almost like a gourmet chef, and it makes it really easy for me to prepare new creative dishes that everybody loves. And then I learn something. Yeah. Because going forward, I've learned how to create new dishes and. Um, and it's something you can share with the whole family, not only the eating of it, but the process of preparing it. Our listeners love it. They've been ordering it every week. We get tons and tons of emails from people. Folks, try Me's Meals. And if you've never tried them, they have a special offer, 50% off. If you've never tried Me's Meals, just go to their website, order something, and use promo code CARL at checkout. And uh, your price will be cut in half. I mean, what an offer. What a deal. And uh, go to Mies, M-E-E-Z, meals.com. Mies Meals. Check out all the amazing, amazing dishes and order and save 50%. Right. And again, if you have specific preferences or allergies or whether it's gluten or carbs or dairy, whatever it is, there's... um, you can account for that on yeah. the uh, checkout. So and they it, really do think of everything. They do. And another great thing about Mies Meals, it's not like a subscription service where you get stuff every single week. You just order whenever you want. I love that about Mies Meals because, you know, if you're going out of town or whatever, it's such a pain with other meal services. You know, you right. get stuff sent to you, and then where do you put it all? It's like you I gotta, you don't have enough room in your refrigerator, things like that. No, not with Mies Meals. It comes to you whenever you order it. You make it right there in 20 minutes, and it's on your table, and your family will love it. Meals.com, M-E-E-Z, meals.com. Use promo code CARL at checkout. Save 50% off your first order. All right, we're listening to Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Let's go back to October 3rd, 1946 for the conclusion. All right, Costello. I think I made it plain. We're through. Look, Abbott. I think you're being a little hard on me. Maybe I am all the things you say, but it's not all my fault. It isn't. No. After all, I didn't have much of a home life. Mine was a tragic youth. Well, I didn't know that, Lou. As a matter of fact, I was born in a corset shop, and it was terrible. (laughs) For three days, they didn't know whether I was going to be a boy or a girdle. (laughs) Now, look, Costello, if you're going to kid about this... Remember, if you're going to kid about this, I refuse to listen. But I didn't get a real mother's love and care. You see, mother worked. She was a line tamer in a circus. Gee, I can see her now standing there in her 
Red satin types, tights. She was... She uh, was wait a minute, wait a minute. Was, was, you, you mean uh, satin tights. Satan is something that looks like the devil. You should have seen my mother in those... <laughs> Costello, I, I, I'm deeply touched. I can see what a void there was in your life. To oh, I... left alone every night. Oh, no, I wasn't left alone, Abbott. We used to have a sitter come in. Cost us 50 cents an hour. 35 for her and 15 cents for my father. 15 for your father? 15 for your father? Mm-hmm. She used to sit on his lap. Her name was Bridget. She was an Irish sitter. <laughs> and there I was, a child, all alone, 14 years old and ready for school. <laughs> Costello, you mean you got no education until you were 14? Oh, yes. I used to watch Father with the sitter. And then... <laughs> and then, as it must to all men, Mother lost her job. The circus closed. And for weeks, we had nothing to eat but lines. <laughs> day after day, nothing but medium rare line burgers. <laughs> And after dinner, we'd sit around the living room and growl at each other. Go ahead. Then, fortune of fortunes, Mother got another job. She became a racetrack tout. A tout? Isn't that a rather precarious way of earning a living? Oh, yes, but there was nothing I could do to help her. I was at that in-between age. <laughs> oh, I see. I was too heavy to be a jockey and too light to be a horse. <laughs> What a childhood I had. Uh, Costello, I'm very uh, sympathetic, but nevertheless, other men have overcome greater handicaps. Take one of our great presidents, Abraham Lincoln, for instance. A fine man, Abbott. Indeed he was, especially when you realize that the man who grew up to be president of these United States was born and raised in a crude log cabin without any of the modern convenience that we have today. Gee. Yeah. At times I'm amazed that the man could endure such hardships, but put yourself in this place, Costello. If you had a rusty log cabin with rain coming through the roof, without plumbing or light or heat, what would you do? I'd rent it for $500 a month. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Small bonus, no pets, no relatives. No, no. Yes, I am. You're impossible. I'm going over and talk to Marilyn Maxwell. Hey, Abbott. Really? She's gorgeous. What does she do? Oh, she's a movie star. She won her spurs at MGM. She did? Where did she get the other prizes? <laughs> hey, Abbott, will you take me over? I will not. You expect me to introduce you to Marilyn Maxwell so you can offend her with your crudeness? So you, so you can desecrate the very air she breathes? Look, Abbott, she can breathe her air and I'll breathe mine. There's enough to go around. <laughs> now, come on, introduce me. Absolutely not. It's too late, buddy. Here she comes. Mm. Good evening, bud. Oh, Marilyn. Uh, I'd like you to meet my friend, uh, Lou Costello. Hello, Louis. Louis? <laughs> oh, did you hear that, Abbott? She called me by my maiden name. <laughs> Miss Maxwell? Yeah? What makes you girls so beautiful? Well, you know what we girls are made of. Sugar and spice and everything nice. Mm-hmm. The ones I meet are garlic and hash and your father's mustache. Costello, behave yourself. I'm sorry. Miss Maxwell, 
Will you sing a song for me? Anything you say, Louis. I want you to think of me as your friend. In fact, I want to be a big sister to you. <laughs> sing the song. We'll figure out the family relationship later. Come on, Castello. <laughs> From Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Three Wise Fools, comes that lovely singing star Marilyn Maxwell, accompanied by Kenny Ennis and the orchestra. The song, I've Got the Sun in the Morning. Got no diamond, got no pearl, till I think I'm a lucky girl. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Got no mansion, got no yacht Till I'm happy with what I've got I've got the sun in the morning and the moon at night Sunshine gives me a lovely day And moonlight gives me the Milky Way Got no checkbook, got no bank Still, I'd like to express my thanks. I've got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Do 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 dit. Sunshine gives me a lovely day. Moonlight gives me the Milky Way. Got no checkbook, got no bank. Still, I'd like to express my thanks. I've got the sun. Please, listen. Nothing doing. You've insulted all my friends. Now, go on being a bad boy, but you'll do it again. alone, not with me, Costello. You're incorrigible. Goodbye. Just a minute, Abbott. There's no such word. Abbott! Abbott! Oh, Mr. Ennis. Yes, Costello? My lifelong pal just said I was incorrigible. What is that? Well, boy, if he called you that, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Hmm, snooty. <laughs> if he ever loses that baton, he'll be playing second washboard with Spike Jones. <laughs> Miss Maxwell. Oh, big sister. What is it, Lewis? Lewis. Thank you. <laughs> My best friend just called me incorrigible. What does that mean? Well, I could explain it to you, Lewis, but you'll get a better definition from this dictionary. It's under I-N. <laughs> Thanks. These dictionaries. If you read one, you've read them all. <laughs> Let me see now. I-N. I-N incinerator. I may be built like it, but I'm no incinerator. Incoherent? That's a lie. I can hear as good as anybody. A guy can fall asleep looking through all these words. In... Incorrigible. In... <laughs> incorrigible. Lou Costello... Lou Costello. Somebody calling me? Where am I? You are in a dream world, a land of miracles where nothing is unattainable. I'll have a frigid air, two washing machines, and a 46 Buick. 
Hiya, Costello. Abbott, what are you doing here? Who are these guys? You'll find out. Mr. Costello, we keep a record of everything good and bad you do. Here under my arm is a record of the bad things you've done. Is that what that is? Yes. Hm. I thought it was the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> and here I have a record of all the good things you've done. On the back of that postage stamp? <laughs> yes, and it's only half used. You're also a great problem to me, Mr. Costello. I am? Yes, I write down the bad things you do. I use those pens guaranteed never to wear out. I have to get a new one every week. <laughs> have you tried writing underwater? Yes, Costello, but I'm slowly getting the bends. Get a load of this, Abbott. This guy's got the bends, and he's trying to straighten me out. Costello, please. These gentlemen are not kidding. This is very serious. Gentlemen, I think you've got me all wrong. I'm not bad. Really, I'm not. You're not? Then why did you tie those cans to that dog's tail? Well, what could I do? He just got married. <laughs> And do you deny that on Saturday you stuffed a cop down a sewer? I deny that. It was Saturday. <clears throat> Mr. Abbott, would you get me another pen? Yes, sir. Hey, wait a minute. How do I know you boys marked down everything in the right column? What do you mean? Well, you got the night I kept Callahan out till five in the morning? Yes, right here under bad. Oh, no, that was good. His wife was waiting for him with a baseball bat. <laughs> we'll change that. And did you mark down the night on the sunset bus I gave my lady, uh, my lady, my seat? Yes, yes, that was good. No, that was bad. I was driving the bus. <laughs> I'll make the change. Gee, I'd like to fill up that postage stamp. You write awfully small, don't you? Well, I'll read it. It says, good deeds was born, period. <laughs> Go on. I have the next 24 years. Abbott, don't stand there like that. You gotta help me. Say something good about me. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I've known the defendant for years. He's really a good boy. He's done some wonderful things. I remember there's when there was a sick old man who needed a taxi fare to the hospital. And what did this golden-hearted boy do? Why, he gave that poor old sick man three dollars. Abbott, I'll never forget you. Which he stole from his poor old grandmother. <laughs> Anybody want to buy a nice, clean postage stamp? I don't think it's fair to make me testify for myself. Why don't you call in some character witnesses? People who don't know me. Anything you wish, name your witnesses. Well, uh, character witnesses. That's, let me see. Let me see. Joe Clark? Uh-uh. I told him to bet on the Dodgers. Uh-uh. <laughs> Susie McGurk? No, not after Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, I know. Skinny Ennis. He knows me. Calling Skinny Ennis. Calling Skinny Ennis. Here I am, gentlemen. Who sent for me? We did, Skinny. Mr. Ennis, we have called you as a character witness. What do you know about Mr. Costello? Well, Colonel Costello's an old friend of mine. I don't know what I can say except that he's a man among men. Thanks, Skinny. Just don't turn him loose among women. <laughs> Another fountain pen coming up. Hey, Abbott, please don't let him do this to me. Won't you I warn you, me? Costello. You wouldn't listen to me. I told you to tell the truth or take the consequences. How do you like that? I'm in trouble and he's playing with Ralph Edwards. <laughs> I know who'll be my character witness. Miss Marilyn Maxwell. I'll call her. Calling Miss Maxwell. Calling Miss Maxwell. Here I am. Look at that, boys. If you don't mark that down under good, you need glasses. <laughs> Quiet, Costello. Miss Maxwell, we've called you as a character witness for Mr. Costello. Well, all I can say is, 
I work with Mr. Costello, and I know my father must like him very much because he won't let me speak to Mr. Costello unless he's with me. <laughs> Miss Maxwell, what does your father do? Well, at present, he's unemployed. Starting tomorrow, you're helping him. <laughs> Next contestant. Thank you, Miss Maxwell. You may return to the world of reality. You too, Mr. Ennis. Ennis caught the local. <laughs> well, fellas, I'm ready to go too. Let her blow. Not yet, Mr. Costello. We feel you need guidance. So I'm going to follow you. Wherever you go, I will always be with you. Whenever you're tempted to do wrong or tell a lie, I shall always be there. How will I know? You will hear my call like this. How was that again? Remember, that means I will be with you day by day, week by week. <laughs> now, Costello, you may go. <laughs> Incorrigible! Incorrigible! Abbott! Abbott! Oh, no, stop Abbott. Stop yelling, Costello! Abbott. Where am I? You fell asleep in that chair. Oh, Abbott, I had the most awful dream. I met two guys who were keeping a record of my life. Who were they? Well, one kept the good records. And the other? I couldn't see him. He was writing underwater all the time. <laughs> oh, Abbott, I've had my lesson. You're so right. I'm through being bad. From now on, I'm a changed boy. Well, I'm happy to hear that, Costello. I'm proud of you. I'm gonna make you prouder. I'll show you I'm a gentleman. Oh, Miss Maxwell. What is it, Lewis? May I have the pleasure of taking you home tonight? Well, can I be sure you're a gentleman? Certainly. And when we get home, we'll sit by the fire and do nothing but read poetry. <laughs> Take to the hills, boys! The dam is broken! Get out, everybody! Here are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello with a final word. Well, Costello, since you're going to change, I'm going to be your pal again. Gee, thanks, Abbott. Well, what are you doing later? What I do after every show. I'm going to the Macombo and have some pheasant under glass. I'm going to the Brown Derby for some cream turkey. I'm going to the drive-in for some meatballs. I've got a stomachache. Good night, Abbott. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. Be sure to tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. For real listening joy, be sure to hear Prince Albert's Grand Ole Opry with its new singing star, Red Foley. Remember, Saturday night on NBC, Grand Ole Opry. Your local community chest gives aid to such good causes as homes for the aged, hospitals, the Salvation Army, Traveler's Aid, visiting nurses, and many other friendly neighborly services. You can best help support these many services by giving generously to the community chest in your city. Everybody gives to the community chest. Everybody benefits. This is Jim Doyle in Hollywood reminding you to listen again next this is NBC, Thursday, the National Broadcasting Company. For Camel there was a lot going on there. There was like a commercial. They were giving the, they were they. What happened was they went long, and so they had they to do a bunch of, of stuff there sure. at the end. Did That's you hear the, that error at the beginning? Right, the first line of. What, what one, did you say? No, 
I don't. He kind of tripped over a word right at the beginning. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's Abbott and Costello, October third, nineteen forty-six. But Abbott, Lou Costello, Marilyn Maxwell. She was the singer, and I was looking her up. She has a very interesting Wikipedia. Uh, that's all I have to say about it. I'll, <laughs> if you want to look her up, she had quite the uh, interesting life. Oh, I, I and mean, lots of male friends. Do you want friends. to be a little more specific? She was very close friends with not only Bob Hope but Frank Sinatra. I'll read you what they say about her, her and Frank Sinatra. Well, she was a, a good-looking. Yes, girl. she was. She was. <laughs> all right, time for this month in music history. And we're going back to the 1970s because that is the greatest decade for music. Captain and Tamil? Tamil? No. <laughs> Captain and Tamil? Or no? It's so funny. No? It's not. Oh, who is it? No. This was the song of the summer of 1976. Kiki somebody? Kiki D and... I don't know. Elton John. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. This is Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Yeah, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> <Sure>. Good tune. <laughs> Captain and Tail. <laughs> uh, all right, more of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's one of the best detective series on radio. Nick Carter, Master Detective, starring... Lon Clark from 1945. But we'll need a caller, right, Lisa? That's right. Beat the Host is all about Billy Joel, turned 74 this year. On May 9th, you can give us a call at 312-642-5600. Looking for caller number 12. Play the game. We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.